listening to Nerds on Film with Roxy Noberry, Sean Moriarty, Gina Giovanetti, and Brian Moriarty. Think says what? Really? Ha! <laughs> You tried. I tried. You tried so hard. I, I said, tried. a sphincter says what? <laughs> what? You want me to say what? <laughs> like I don't get it. <laughs> you want to know how I got these scarred? <laughs> um, <laughs> hello, ladies. Hi, Brian. Funny running into you here uh, so often. Really? Because I live here. What are yeah. you doing here? <laughs> we'll let you in. Roxy, I, Roxy um, lives in. Who got the keys? Who gave him the keys? I'm a burglar mugger who breaks down into song. <laughs> I'm a burglar muggler. I'm a muggle burger. Which makes me awfully He's a muggle. <gasps> a muggle burglar. A, a muggler. Oh my God. For Halloween this year. Okay. You know how I just stopped with my dog? <laughs> yes. So I decided because he has these cute little floppy like elf ears that he's going to be Dobby the house elf and I'm going to be Harry Potter and we're going to do a total couple's costume. Oh, what happened? I thought you were going to be sexy Dumbledore. I know, but I don't. Uh, I tried. <laughs> I tried to look up costume ideas, Gina. Oh. Trust me. I tried. I'm sorry. This is I the first decided time. though. Okay, you I, know what? Okay. Sexy Dumbledore is awesome. I, this is the first time I've heard, I'm hearing this. Is That's I, amazing. To be honest with you, I'm just too self-conscious. I'm just worried <laughs> that when you said, like, I looked up ideas and everything, you were sitting somewhere Googling Sexy Dumbledore and, and probably like, came up with a lot of horrible fan art. Finding, like, fan fiction, like, Dumbledore and, like, sex. fishnets. Oh my god, yeah. Just reading a bunch of porn. Not even watching, just reading. Just reading, reading, <laughs> reading some. No, you'd be surprised. Erotic how much... Harry Potter fan fiction. There's a lot of Harry Potter lingerie out there. Really? There's a ton. There's a treasure trove. You don't know about this? <laughs> no, oh find find it for oh me. God. I just think somebody buy it for I me. I a Pinterest hole. I, just think... I won't wear it for you, but somebody <laughs> buy it for I me. I think sexy Dumbledore needs to happen for a couple reasons. One of them being that. You get to walk around all night and make dirty Harry Potter puns. Oh my god, all the puns. Exactly, right? <laughs> you can right? do that in any but Harry like, Potter costume. I'll make I, I want to be patron. Harry because... <laughs> well, I just... I, mm, I want to be Harry because of, like, convenience. It's a really easy costume. And, like, to be fair, last year, the Sanderson sisters, like, tapped me out. I was so, like, tired after that whole costume-making ordeal. I mean, it was so fun, don't get me wrong. Like, myself, Sarah, and then our friend... And Megan, who dressed up um, as uh, Sarah Sanderson, or, or um, oh yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker's character, uh, we <laughs> like we all got together and we just had a, like a party making our, our dresses and our, our looks and well, you all like we watched amazing. the movie like we had so much fun putting them together, but it just took so much effort. I gained a new level of respect for cosplayers after that. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's also very expensive, deceptively yeah. expensive. I used for my costume, which is already done. Okay. I went to Mickey's Halloween party, folks. That's why I need to have it done early. Nice. Um, but with all of the stuff in the mask, the making... So I did Bob Parr changing into Mr. Incredible, like the last scene in the movie. And I mean, your mask got freaking confiscated, which was bullshit. It was bullshit, and that was a $15 mask. Ugh. So, yeah. 15 bucks for a domino mask? It was a really nice molded one. Oh, okay. So, um, I can... I know where to get it. it. It'll be fine. I can replace it, but... Just well, aggravating as shit. Yeah. But um, it, like getting the shirt, the jacket, which were bought at Goodwill, mm. 
the hair product to get my hair to turn yellow. Which looked really good, by the way. And um, awesome. it's because you had to spray it white first, and then you have to spray it yellow. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's a two-step process. Oh, brain. Oh, my God. And it smells and tastes awful when it comes out in the shower. Tastes? It, oh, okay. Because it runs out and sometimes it gets in your mouth. <laughs> just, just imagining yeah. you, like, huffing it. I mean, yes. like, I, I, I just <laughs> yeah, recolored my hair today, so it's just like, no, that, that, that just yeah. smells terrible. It's awful. We're not a visual podcast, but Gina, you look quite lovely. Oh, thank Yeah, you. it looks great. <laughs> I will say I also spent like 25 bucks getting a first off I spent $30 on the t-shirt which was actually only $8 30 bucks on a t-shirt this only because the... they did not Amazon Prime so I spent 20 bucks of the oh. 30 bucks was getting it shipped to me on time mm. <laughs> okay okay and then another 25 bucks getting the really awesome uh Incredibles logo printed onto the t-shirt you so went looked... that far huh I did Damn. so it's I spent almost 100 bucks on this whole costume and that was oh. going to be just my costume for Disneyland, not even my official costume for Halloween. I'm like, no, it's my official costume for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, what, my bank uh, statement has said otherwise. official costume for Halloween going to be? It was going to be the full Mr. Incredible. Oh, outfit, okay. Because I actually had looked up online. I was going to find the Lycra bodysuit. Oh, my God. And the black trunks. I was going to do it. Because I've got a dad bod. I could totally look like Mr. <laughs> Incredible. Dad bod, man. I go to the gym, but I also eat a lot of junk food. So, you know, it's I could make it work. You know? so, work it. Yeah. <laughs> Designers. <laughs> I need. Make, make it, it work. work. <laughs> oh my god. I, I need to start on mine. Mo- yeah. most of what I most of what I need for mine I can pull out of my closet anyway, but nice. I bought a tank top that I have to like graft all of the fake fur onto for Sheila the She Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm also debating if I want to do like the black pants or like the booty shorts and fishnets. Mm. Um they don't I don't know where they make booty shorts for an ass my size though so maybe like some sort of dance store yeah that looks like body positive yeah they're not just like selling to all their like anorexic fitzbo 13 year olds you know what i mean maybe do you think like toroid wear maybe like i can look it up like they're athletic wear don't they have athletic wear they do but it's more pants and not Mm. necessarily shorts i know Mm. this because i have like four pairs of toroid active wear pants and they're amazing one one pair has disney villains on them and they're my favorite Uh, plus there is a huge (laughs) misconception by the way just throwing this out there that your weight determines your level of dance skill. Oh my god, no. I know a lot of full-figured dancers that are amazing. Who are fantastic. I mean, there was this woman on America's Got Talent who yeah. did like a full-on pole dance <laughs> and she was she was a, you know, a big and beautiful woman. Yeah. And holy shit, she did shit that was just mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, I feel like dance is an art form. And, and it's of course, it's a skill, but it's an art. And if you're an artist, it doesn't matter what body type you have. You... you you have that that skill and that talent just ingrained in you no matter what. And, um, you know, they just, the season of So You Think You Can Dance just ended, right? Mm. And uh, Sarah and I were just like, we, we just got tickets because they're going on tour. And uh, the winner of the show uh, is somebody that we like both knew was going to win from the beginning because he had that raw just talent. His audition was even jaw dropping. Um, And, you know, he was somebody that you wouldn't expect to see represented in that, you know, sort of mainstream media popular look for, you know, a dancer. Um, He's a person of color. So like, you know, I, I know that's kind of shifting away from like the body type conversation but they're all part of the same i think um idea that i love the fact that like 
there's more representation out there and if there are more like companies and clothing places and 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 companies and and big name brands that are able to represent all body types kind of like rihanna's makeup line Mm -hmm. where her shades are representing every shade out there yeah then like more power to them because it's like hello all about inclusivity yeah this almost reminds me i hope you find your booty yeah for for the for the record i'm chubby but wildly uncoordinated But you can look like, good. I don't have That's true. That's true. So, You're like, I'm an artist of different means. Okay? You were just just <laughs> okay. talking about So You Think You Could Dance. It reminded me I was Facebooking and I saw a really great documentary, short documentary. I think it was from Vox mm. um, about a Syrian male ballet dancer <gasps> who uh, he was a Syrian refugee. He is a Syrian refugee. Um, he was like shamed for by his father for... Mm wanting to be a dancer and was like you know like he had to secretly like practice dance while no oh one was oh my god it's like billy elliot very much Aww. so <laughs> and he came to uh, i'm missing i'm i'm muddying up the middle act but you know what go fucking watch it because <laughs> it's great it's like a 10 minute documentary but he uh through a series of events ends up coming to a place where he I think he auditions for either the American Ballet Company wow. or for Juilliard, one of those two. Damn. Mm. Either way, exactly, like really prestigious ballet programs. Good on him. The best in the country. And he got in. And he is basically studying here on scholarship with oh. some of the best dancers in the world. Oh, that's really cool. And he oh. only got, it's one of those really true, like heartwarming, like, guys, we we invent our own challenges in our own heads. Yeah. And, you know, if you really, like, if it is in your soul and it is as part of who you are, nothing on earth is going to stop you from doing what you want to do. Totally. And it just kind of reminded me of mm. that same kind of story of, like, you no, know, yeah, people, you the last person you would expect is here, but he's fucking rad at what he does, you yeah. know? And so. long story short, Gina, I'm really excited to see your final product for your costume. I'm hoping I can pull it together. It's like be amazing. I, my, my focus right now is, like, I have to... My mom and I made my Renfair costume yeah. last year, and we have to fix the vest because we had to, like, make some of the measurements a little bit bigger, but it doesn't sit right. So we're trying to fix the vest first this week, and then post Renfair Adventures, I will try to work on Sheila the She-Wolf. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to totally, like, pull off a, like, tomboy, just, you know, I don't know... Sexy androgynous Harry Potter. Andro Harry Potter. Thank you. That's the word. I was like, I was like, what is it? It's androgynous Harry Potter. I even got the wig. Like, I'm gonna do it. Cute. And Brian's gonna be an amazing Mister Incredible, mm-hmm. whether he thinks he is or not. Well, now, now that I've done this, Vanessa wants to do. I guess it's officially Disney calls her Mrs. Incredible, but it's essentially Elastigirl wearing the the matching uniform. Oh yeah, yeah she could totally pull off Elastigirl. Yeah. So she wants to do. Helen turning into that's awesome. Oh, that's so cute. So, or you could go with what she did because she was one of the. the she kids. was Gosling. Yeah. Yeah, you could be Darkwing Duck. I thought about doing human <laughs> oh, Darkwing Duck, cute. but that costume is expensive. Oh. I've seen some some cosplayers pull it off. Bah. It looks awesome, but it's like first off, fedora, double-breasted coat that's purple, oh, turtleneck, yeah. cape. You said double-breasted. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it would be a challenge, but you know what, guys, it's fall. It's <laughs> nearing 
the Hallows Eve. It is Halloween. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. All thirty-one days of October are Halloween. In also, my heart. oh, fun fact: it's also uh, it, on uh, day we're recording today is October third. It's Mean Girls Day, everyone. <gasps> Happy Mean Girls Happy Day. Happy Mean Girls Day. And for the Catholics in the room, tomorrow is the feast of Saint Francis of Assisi. Oh my so God. Bring your your dog Scotty, who's in the room right now, to go oh. get blessed. <gasps> oh yeah, so they do saying, blessing of the animals. Blessing of the pets. They bless animals. Yes, yeah. and you're you're Episcopalian or were, were Episcopalian at one point? I feel they, like they... half a year. Yeah, okay. But they do that too. <laughs> oh, you were Catholic they light. Bless... Nice. I was light Catholic when I was like a kid. Yeah, I did yeah. mass and everything. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll go. I mean, believe me, if any church is gonna like bless, come wherever and bless whatever. No, actually, it's the Episcopalian. Church. I've been going to this Baptist church that I really. Oh, like. that's cool. Okay, so I'm kind of Baptist now, guys. That's kind cool. of fun. Really? Like yeah. It's Baptist light. <laughs> well, no. Okay, okay like, not Southern okay. Baptist. It's like... It's, not Fire it's, and Brimstone Baptist. It's Pleasanton Baptist. That's fine. Okay, it's California Baptist. It's California Baptist. Hang fucking loose, my people. That's they were, so in other words, they're, they're still preaching old world God, but they're doing it instead of wearing a suit. They do it with like, you know, a buttoned up dress shirt that's untucked though. Yeah. Right? Brian, that's exactly <laughs> what my pastor does. <laughs> he... Our slogan at our church is literally casual, compelling, and Christ. Oh my god, is he is everyone he like... is in khakis and Hawaiian shirts and like grandma sandals. Is he it's like the gorgeous. teacher that tries to relate to you by pulling up a chair and like sitting on it backwards <laughs> and he's just like, let's talk about J. Christ today. Because yes, he's a cool preacher. No, he's like a middle like age dad I'm a cool who coaches priest. soccer at the local high school and he's Aww. just like an amazing dude. It's really interesting yeah. now because even, even in catholicism you're starting to see guys priests who yes it is they're, they're it's not entirely weird to see a priest who's in his 30s yeah. still in today's world yes oh, there God. are still some men who take the calling <laughs> but like they're wearing fashionable hairdos oh no brian they're they're playing that they're you know i saw a priest once i was at confession <laughs> And there was a priest who kind of had an off time in between people. Uh-huh. And he was just like playing on a smartphone. Oh, no. Yeah. Just like, you know, pastors are like everybody else. Did you see that thing uh, that I, I think I either sent it to Gina or I sent it to Tanya of uh, these cool pre- uh, yeah, preachers who are Justin Bieber's friends? And oh, it was you that, must have sent that to Tanya. Yeah, it was like somebody like super cut all these clips of these two cool like millennial preachers <laughs> and they're just making absolute fools of themselves and Justin Bieber's there just like randomly. Um, it's the fucking, like you guys remember Farting Preacher from E-Bomb's World? Yes. Where it was all <laughs> this guy oh, like. talk about deep cut viral. Like about early 2000s internet humor. Um, okay, these dudes in this super cut video like outdo the farting preacher. They're oh like sons of the farting preacher. <laughs> like they they are what would happen if the farting preacher had sons who became pastors. Like it's it's kind of unreal. And they just make a joke out of the fact that yeah, I I, I want to call them like millennial Christians. Mm. You know if that makes any sense because they make God cool again by like just being ridiculous. And, yeah, it's it's interesting. Brian brought up that like you you do see younger priests too. Um, when I was super actively involved in youth ministry, I would go to um, it was called LA Religious Conference, and mm-hmm. it was we call it LA Congress, and it was at the the Anaheim Convention Center. Let's and for, talk about J Christ. <laughs> for for lack of a better term, it was like it was like Catholic Con in oh LA. God, Catholic Con. Um, and Catholic Con. There's no middle C there. It's just it's all blurred into one word. <laughs> Catholic Con. And the C welcome in to the Catholic middle. Con. Um, it's like if you if you were in a situation <laughs> where a giant monster came, like the church, 
would literally oh my everyone would go everyone would run out and the church would literally morph into a giant robot with a miter on top. Oh my god. It's and, like... would in, and everyone would just be chanting, you know, a novena to, to power it's, the Catholic. Oh my god. It's, like, it's like that episode of The Simpsons where like Smithers tells Mr. Burns to stop dumping radioactive waste onto Legoland and then he's just like, Oh, it won't be a problem and then like the White House like gets up and like runs away and it like growls and everybody's screaming oh or whatever. God. But no, but like at this thing, I would see guys from like across the uh, like across the convention hall or whatever, and I was I you know at the time I was you know a young Catholic girl that was like ah yes of course retreats are the places I may meet my future husband and like that sort of thing. <laughs> Fun fact: dating an atheist now. <laughs> um, but no, like I'd see like I'd see some dude's face, and I'm like, oh, that dude looks kind of cute. And then somebody would move, and he'd be in like full Franciscan brother like brown robes, like massive rosary at the waist, and I'm just like, I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. Going to hell. Just because you wanted it's, to it's get all, under what those robes are hiding. It's also that moment where I'm just like, I don't know if the robes are more or less attractive now. <laughs> right. I'm real. Like, like, I'm so confused. I'm, I'm real into like guys in like period costumes, guys. Like it's it's a weird I'm thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, the choir, babe. so I'm just saying like the Greek get Orthodox it, Church preaching. never changed the rule about Priests allowed being allowed to be married. Oh my god! And there are some very good-looking Greek Orthodox priests, mm. so who would have no trouble finding a wife. None. Would, well, actually, I think you'd be married by the time you get ordained. But oh my god! Yeah, oh my god. I'm just saying, like it's. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, it's like, well, like in the Catholic Church, you do have the diaconate too, where like it's not like you deacons can, for those like who become a priest and then you can get married, but it's like oh, if you were married and then you decide you want to devote a good chunk of your life to the church, like you, it's can like I? a thing for you and your wife together. You join the diaconate, but let's stop doing the church guys, thing because I know Foxy's like. Play you is a this? clip of the video. I found it. Oh my god! Okay. okay. Listen to this. Take my reach and enlarge my border. Will you put your hand on my border? Take my border. Flip it out there, God. Out there. And, and I'm going to tell him, take my border, enlarge my border. Yeah. It sounds like... like hitting a random ass. This is definitely this like is being me. cut together. Yeah. You, you ready? Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> Start talking about sex in church, it always gets, you know, kind of awkward. You know, like, Ugh. These are like 28 year olds. This is from. Sex is church. Yeah, I am big on that, like, classic organ music, though. <laughs> this sounds like a Key and Peel sketch. I'm message to you simply titled Bringing Sexy Back. <laughs> Sexy back and um, I want to preach a message. Sexy is a woman of God. Sexy is a man of God. Sexy is a pure relationship. Sexy is a marriage that lasts, man. Oh God! And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to in. Nerds on Film. It only took us eighteen and a half minutes. To I get... looked at Brian. And I was like, "And go." <laughs> Woo. We got real Christian there for a moment, we folks. Are real deep in Christ. Yeah, culpa. Um, <laughs> it works. Gymnastics. It works. Okay, no, this is this, so. This is why if we were able to do the Halloween karaoke, which I don't, which is not happening, but if if we had done the Disney villains, I wanted to do Hellfire, so you could be the Latin choir in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the Maya Culpa choir. <laughs> Who knows? We may be able to do it again. No, well, so, so who so, are we? 
Why uh, are we here? Yes, and that note, welcome <laughs> to Nerds on Film, everybody. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Gina Giovanetti. I'm Roxy Noberry. And welcome. Sean is not here. No. Sean Moriarty got some personal stuff that he has to deal with. Nothing. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Herpes. He's fine. <laughs> he has to go get checked he's out. Fine. By his wife. His wife is fine. It's really inflamed. Yeah, it's real bad. He just had some stuff. He had his to... dick is like one inch from about to fall off. He's about stop? to run away. <laughs> he asked you to. It's like the not. scene in Spaceballs with the little alien oh, who jumps out of his stomach and does a little tap dance. That's Sean's dick. He asked you <laughs> to not fall. say anything. <laughs> it's about to burn off, bro. Use some ointment on that motherfucker. Uh, so, um, guys, we decided. So, what we were supposed to do tonight mm. was our normal for our October recording session was a retrospective on movies, which we'll get to next episode. We'll save that topic for you then. Mm. And then we were going to do a Halloween-themed karaoke episode. We don't want Sean to be excluded on no, that one. So no, we, we are going to save the karaoke episode. We'll make it a non-Halloween one. I think um, we should just open it to all the holidays. Exactly. So we'll do one in November. <laughs> no, we can do, we'll do like a Nightmare Before christmas issue. We'll do some Halloween, do maybe do some Christmas. Get yeah. them all kind of... Copacetic. It's just one excuse to pull Christmas into this. I know, right? <laughs> Brian does a really good Bing Crosby, though. I will say that. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd be down to get some eggnog and some glug and, and listen to those. Some peppermint schnapps oh, and hot chocolate. Get some Gina, you haven't had here. my glug yet. No, I haven't. Oh, Gina. No, I haven't. <gasps> get, ready for, get ready to get fucked up. <laughs> get, ready, get ready for the best worst hangover of your life. <laughs> yeah. On a weekday, oh, nonetheless. No, like, I... So a friend of mine had her birthday over the weekend and the bar we like to go to, they'll do like custom menus for birthdays and stuff. Nice. And she, she did all like Wonder Woman themed drinks oh, and sick. it was amazing. But your good friend Gina got a little too turnt on some Dr. Poisons. <laughs> Dr. Poisons. So I, I was okay until I... I, I wasn't okay like, I drove most of the way home and then suddenly that line crossed and I was like, no, I got to pull over. And I ended up getting sick in front of my friend's house. And no! It's like, I'm 20, I'm almost 27 years old. That is not a proud moment. And dude, I'm just like, oh God, no! Dude, welcome to the club, Gina. I'm so proud to call you one of the many. So I have a thought to share with that, but you can tell this ADD field episode is um, oh, yeah. is topicless. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure so topic list today. So fun mm. fact. So I also just was a guest on another podcast hey. called Drunk Broadway. Ding, in case ding, you're shame, interested. Shame. For those who are of our called list- again? So for those of our listener base who are also theater nerds, mm. there is a podcast called Drunk Broadway. Did you talk about Hamilton? Uh, no. So we. No. So the, the premise is Act One is you talk about first off you you bring a custom made cocktail mm. and you theme it to the show that you've seen on Broadway. You actually have to have gone to New York and seen a show on Broadway. Oh. Damn. Uh, the longtime listeners of the show will know that my one Broadway show I went and saw was Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> so I made a drink called Turn On the Dark, which was my version of a dark and stormy. <laughs> I love it. Wait, so Turn I, I on and the I actually dark. made it the Spider-Man colors, so I threw in a little bit of um, like curacao? of grenadine for red, and then a little bit of curacao. That sounds which awesome. actually it was delicious. It was super sugary though. Mm-hmm. Um, not that's my, oh, great that's, the next day. I was day. gonna say it sounds like diabetes in a shot glass. That's my kind of drink though that lures you into a that false sense of security of like all I taste is fruit juice. <laughs> it's not fruit juice. Guys. <laughs> it's not fruit juice, guys. This isn't it's, your mama's fruit it's juice. Not all fruit juice. <laughs> this so, is the um, devil's fruit juice. The devil's I just fruit I love juice. themed cocktails. It's not them. a crash charge. 
I'll, uh, I'll have to show you the menu when we when we take a break. It was super fun. Is there a pumpkin spice cocktail out there? Ted there probably is. Probably I because he, as we've now seen from memes on the internet and fans of Dune, he who controls the pumpkin spice controls the white girls. The spice for love. <laughs> so I that I think the very first time. Roxy gave me a shout out on this show was because she showed off a picture of a meal that I had made that was a squash that was cut and baked on a bed of like brown rice and was intended to be the dune sandworm. That's right. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds amazing. Oh, yes. that's funny. Do you have a picture? Uh, I can probably look it up. It was on my Facebook, but like I think I kind of want that to be like the featured image for this episode. Oh yeah, so no, I'll find it. Send it to me, please. Uh, uh, that also if anybody's interested in that recipe, visit a website called kitchenoverlord.com. Nice. They're excellent and they have a a dune sandworm baked butternut squash recipe. That's delicious. Ding ding, shameless plug. I love it. I they they don't give me any endorsement. This I, just, episode, I just think they're super cool. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like this I'm episode is like that. is like browsing through a Facebook news feed. It's very I know, right? We've covered like everything. We are Doing DIY costumes, <laughs> fun recipes. We're basically on Pinterest now. Yeah. Everything. I told you all we fell down a Pinterest hole, or at least I did when I was looking at sexy Dumbledore costumes. <laughs> oh my oh god. god! I never thought in the world, <sighs> me. A straight male would ever, like, get involved in Pinterest. That's honey, what happens when you get married. Honey, but then you had to called, shop for, then I had to shop for wedding rings. Brian, it's called the Kinsey scale. It's all on a spectrum. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm a, I'm a supporter of the Kinsey spectrum. That's yes. right. Yes, you are, young man. Also, and, like, there's there's recipes of all kinds on oh there. Oh, God. Like, yeah. like okay. I will, but Pinterest fails are one thing. I will also tell you, like, gentlemen... As as much as your your lady or your significant other says she's not thinking about marriage, let me tell you, she probably has at least three secret Pinterest boards <laughs> on deck. It's true. Of yeah, they're aesthetics, ready to go. of favors, <laughs> of whatever fucking DIY monstrosity is going to end up as your centerpiece. <laughs> There's, I can dig it. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah. Speaking of wedding update, um, <gasps> yeah. Speaking so, of, save the dates went out. Did they, Brian? They did. Did and they? Vanessa has been shopping for her dress. I am. Cute. I am death glaring at you right she now. She has definitely circled in on a favorite. I have not seen it. <gasps> Good. You're she, not supposed to. So the funny thing is, well, yeah. see, we we had that <laughs> talk about get, get it right. traditions, and there's a lot of traditions that we don't agree with, and we're not going to do. This one, I think what she did is she told me these are all the dresses that she tried on, but there was a secret one that she didn't actually, like, show me, which nice. I'm totally fine with. I think um, I, I agree with the traditions thing, but it's like, I, I like, I also like the fact that there's, like, an element of surprise. And that's what it I is. I think that's cute. It's not the, because the original tradition of why a woman, why you don't see your future wife in her wedding dress before a wedding day is... The guy would go, she fugly, and then runs away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, that was also the purpose of the veil. You you lift up the veil, exactly. and it's just like, damn! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and the thing is that... I traded how many cows for you? Right, <laughs> and exactly. And that's all from times where you met your future wife on you, the wedding day. Oh, the same thing with dude. best man. Best man was the best swordsman of the groom. 
Uh, Weren't groomsmen like like literally like servants of the henchmen. house of the horse? Yeah, <laughs> they were henchmen, literally henchmen, because they were there in case the bride's family yeah. came to rescue her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in case she had been abducted. Just just throwing that out there. Um, other things we're not doing. We're not. She's not going to toss the bouquet. Oh, okay. We're not going to do the garter thing because that's just fucking creepy. Well, you don't when, like it? When my sister got well, married. Well, of course I'm going to like it. Yeah. Do I want to do that in front of all of my family? Oh. No. Shield your eyes, Moriarty's. <laughs> when, when my sister got married, they didn't want to do the garter toss, but... My sister still wanted to do bouquet toss. Some other bitch caught it. I see how it is. Whatever. But whatever. <laughs> I ain't bitter. <laughs> you just want me to remain spinster older sister. I fucking get it, bitch. I but- see how it is, middle sister. <laughs> oh my god, all of a sudden I just You wanna thought, fight? <laughs> this episode is coming to you from Washington Heights. You know what? I am a family therapist. I'm equipped for this kind of shit. <laughs> Bring it on, Gina. Just what process. No, Let's no, process. No, no. Let's do this. You just, no, I didn't see, but Roxy just did some stretching and some cracking yeah. of knuckles. I'm ready. She's ready to fix some brain cells. Mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm ready to fix some relationships. Yeah, but no, so I I understand. I know a, a friend of ours, they didn't do a bouquet toss because they didn't want to do a garter toss either, yeah. and they felt one doing they felt weird doing one and not the other. But it's totally. just like, you know what? Pick and choose what you want. Friend of mine didn't it's even no have day. a bridal party. She just yeah. wanted to make it about her and her husband. That's nice. And it was great. Did you want to see? Since since so Gina had seen the they could save the dates <laughs> oh! and Roxy hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm all looking at they're Brian re- like what the fuck are y'all doing? Real cute save the dates. Oh yeah, so I'm hella bitter because Gina fucking got the save the date before I did. I'm sorry. So I'm I've saying, known you how many years? I'm just I'm saying sorry. that guys <laughs> damn and postage. girls. Ever since Sarah Give left me. the show, I needed to co-host to secretly hate, and I, I decided it. that's Roxy. It's I fucking not earned the new it. kid. <gasps> oh, the adventure continues. Are they cute? Did you appreciate the return labels? Yes, yeah. that they had the like the the little Superman uh, like Pentagon. He- yeah. Pentagon. I kept wanting to say hexagonal, but I knew that wasn't correct. July fourteenth. Brian, can I bring my parasol in case it's really fucking hot? Uh, of course, you can bring your parasol. Yes. However, sweet. You, you need to also bring a giant sun hat and lace gloves. Oh, yes. You need to look like oh. you could be auditioning for Gone with the Wind the musical. Oh my god, I'm going to debutante the fuck out of you. Yes. <laughs> Big poofy shoulders, <laughs> just giant hoop skirt. Skirt, yeah. a hoop skirt that you just go, Pop, you like click out of it and then it's just standing there. Yes. I'm just going to go around saying, I do declare. This is this is why, so Brian just needs to invite a bunch of like attractive friends so oh, you god. can just dramatically faint in I just front got of this them. Image. Like, almost like from a Mel Brooks movie, all the debutantes have to check their hoop skirts on the dance floor. <laughs> so they check it, and then Roxy just goes, <laughs> with, a, with a little remote. <laughs> my little remote. Oh, so good. Or, or, or a bike chain. It's, it's it's coming up to the reception, and she, like, steps out of it and hands a key to a valet, and it's just oh like, keep God. it running. Keep it running, and I and won't be long. It's just a skirt, like, poofing around. Well, so we're, we're having the discussion whether we want to do DJ or live band. Ooh. Because we're saving a lot of money on other things, like venue, mm-hmm. um, we think we might want to splurge on a band. Nice. So, Cute. Yeah. <gasps> Get like a rockabilly or like a... like a, well, we, um, we want somebody who can do like jazz, but like can also do dance. contemporary yeah. stuff too. Yeah. And there's a couple of bands in the area that can do that. What about the band that played at Val and Ronnie's wedding? Um, I'll have to ask them because they were really good. They were awesome. They were really they? good. Yeah. Um, I'll have to ask them how much they Yeah, got, that like, was an paid. expensive one. Because so. here's the thing. So a in this area, the Bay Area, Bay. Uh, a cheap band, like not just like a. Well, so if you want to go super cheap, if you want to hire a pianist mm. just to like play songs at your reception slash your ceremony, like five hundred bucks. Nice. If you want to get a full band, 
The cheap side is like fifteen hundred. Nice. The like ah. expensive side is like six thousand. So it's like you, a month. Oh wow! You yeah. work at yeah. a school though. Is could you get like high, like the high school band? <laughs> could you get the band from your school? Um, like, like no, like we don't a have a high school, school band. Kids, uh, like, but... like, like like the seniors that are three good. Three by nice. Three by. You get this? No, I'm not saying like the the five year olds <laughs> with the fucking recorders that want I don't to teach cover don't, the whole. All but way. I don't teach at a high school, so oh we don't yeah, have that's a high right. School. So okay. I can't go to like MIDI. Where uh, mm. I went to, well, actually, I might have just. I need no. your first chair of every instrument on this day. Right. Thanks. You could totally hire the guys who do the dueling pianos at my favorite bar oh, in yeah. Danville. They totally do weddings. They're super cool. Yeah. They're, so the guys at Magaz Pub and Pianos in Danville, their names are Dave and Travis. They're amazing musicians and they do weddings. You should totally hit them up. Well, Vanessa will hear that and we'll have a talk about it. Yes! This episode brought to you by Shameless Plugs for many of our favorite things. Ding, ding, motherfucker! Shame! (laughs) (laughs) I've been listening to a lot of Sarah and Vinny. So I'm just curious, trying to bring this to some semblance of a film podcast. Not when you do a topicless episode, (laughs) I guess not. Not when you do a topicless. Um, What have you guys watched? Just curious. Oh, oh. Do you want to go first or should I? I think we both saw the same thing, though. Did we? Okay, was it animated? No, I saw something with a frightening clown. Oh, shit. You're talking about movie. I'm talking about TV show. Oh, so we oh. all saw It, then. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about It, because we all saw It. Yeah. Okay. We did see, see, big mouth- we did okay. see wait, It, and what, It what was you, you saw It? What's It now? No, but <laughs> It? What, what, is that? what did you see? Oh, my God. It's ah. a Buddhist. Ah. No, I was talking about Big Mouth, which is a new Netflix show. Oh, okay. But we can talk about It first. Then I really want to talk about Big Mouth. <laughs> so, coming from somebody who has not seen the original miniseries, well, I was neither, going in... But- Agnostic. It's kind of in- infamous, though, no? It is. Um, though I did see a couple of the references. There's, if you look closely in the scene, there is the Tim Curry version of Pennywise as one oh, of the clown wow. statues That's in cool. the third act. Oh. Um, <laughs> fun fact, go look for it. But um, I would say for not having seen that original, I don't like horror movies, usually. Not, I don't have anything against them. They're just not my cup of tea. Um, generally <laughs> speaking... to hurt me. <laughs> Uh, the listeners of the podcast know the infamous Strangers story. That was the last time I nearly shat my pants in a the movie theater. This time, wait, the Strangers story? Oh, you weren't. I've oh, you weren't this. on the podcast when that happened. <gasps> I will tell it to you off air. Oh, you're killing me, Moriarty. Are yeah. you going to tell us off air because you actually shit your pants? <laughs> He's no. like, I'm going to need to tell you while I'm on the toilet. No, no, no. <laughs> this could get um, messy. <laughs> No, I don't need to repeat it because I've okay. said it a few times. But okay. um, to say it the least, that was the last movie that legitimately scared me. That's the one with Liv Tyler, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so And uh, Scott Spieben. Right. So that was the last time I was really scared. We saw The Witch a couple years ago. And The I Witch like was, there were some tense moments, yeah. but I was never like scared. It was, People it was, really thought it was technically beautiful. It was more done, tense. And it like, was. I'm, I'm all about witch everything mm. like i'm wearing a t-shirt right now that says witches do it better hell yeah was not a fan of the witch movie yeah no, the, sorry, you, Brian. so no it's fine um so that was what it was like for me for me there was a couple of jump scares that i think we thought were unnecessary and there are a couple that like got me but for the most part it just felt tense and that was i was okay with that um i did feel like that the movie suffered from a couple of the trendy jump scares that you do, like, you know, sound jumps and, like, that, that quick, like... Oh, the... That quick cut kind of the, thing like, that makes it look jagged. kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Wasn't really a big fan of that, but um, the acting... Oh, my God. 
The Those kids, kids were awesome, right? Unbelievable. That's the same actress who's in uh, M Night Shyamalan Split, right? Uh, the oh, the girl who's in The Witch, yes, yeah, is in she's Split. blonde in The yeah. Witch, brunette in Split. Yeah, but going back to, to it, it, the kids in It were. Fan. Oh, I thought you were talking about The Witch. No, I'm, I was sorry. I was talking about. Uh, I sorry, I transitioned back to It. Sorry, the kids yeah. in It. Unbelievable. Oh my God, so no, good. yeah, they're. I mean, incredible. Mikey from Stranger Things was in it too, and he I, was. I he was probably one of my favorites. I love yeah. seeing him as like the douche friend, know, especially. Right? He's just so foul mouthed. Especially too. because he's he's like the he's like the you know the good kid and yeah. like so so moralistic and everything in Stranger Things, yeah. and then you know to have him you know doing the uh, oh well. Um, you know, Derry used to be a, a beaver hunting town, and he, he he pulls like, oh, still is. Am I right, guys? Like, you know, going for the high five, and I'm right. just like, oh my god, you're like fucking yeah. eleven. Apparently, he went back to filming Stranger Things, and on set, he <laughs> wouldn't stop saying the f word. Oh, and the producers are like, dude, chill I, out. I still want to adopt like all of those. It was great. I loved my favorite was the I can't remember the, all the characters' names. Forgive me. I love the hypochondriac kid. Eddie. Oh, he was Eddie's the best. He was so good. Oh my gosh. Um, but Beverly, you guys. Beverly just broke my heart. You guys. Beverly, yeah. I'm yeah. really excited about the Beverly actress. Like, mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned Lock and Key, the comic, on the <gasps> podcast several times. She's going to be Yeah. Key. So if you're not, just please, please read Lock and Key. It's a, it's a horror comic series. It's only six volumes and, like, one standalone. It's written by Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, and it's amazing. And if you're yeah. looking for, like, an amazing spooky horror Halloween comic to read right now in October, read it. Also, the girl who played Beverly in It is going to be playing one of the female leads. She'll be playing Kinsey Locke. And I'm so, so excited. And then also one of the other kids from It is also going to be in that adaptation. Hulu is adapting it. Um, The kid who played Georgie is going to be Bodie Locke. Oh my God, you guys. They're just pulling a bunch of people from It for Lock and Key. Okay, I'm sorry. Spoilers, y'all. But the scene, the last scene with Georgie, where you have to figure out whether or not you have to decide for yourself as a viewer if he's alive or not. And the moment that he transforms back into it just broke my heart. The Pennywise, yeah. Yeah. Well, because see. Because it's like, it's like, fuck, okay, good that he was actually dead. But for a moment there, I truly believed that he was still alive mm. and that, you know, his older brother had like murdered him in the yeah. only opportunity he would ever have but then you look at the severed arm and you're like eh never mind there's no way he but could have lived that there long, was yeah. so yeah. much reality in that moment and the suspense was so fucking well done it was Ugh, very well done me. very well done um the guy who's the scars guard i think it's bill Skarsgård, yeah bill scars guard hemlock uh, Grove, was was awesome yeah um that I, I thought it was interesting they made this pennywise look more like an like he could be of another world than Tim Curry's. And I thought yeah. that was a good, because apparently you find out in the other half that he is from another world. No, totally. He's an entity, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, he's an alien, isn't he? Mm, is he or is he more, a... more more like some kind of eldritch thing? Yeah. It's some sort of like uh, omnipotent entity from like centuries before. Not necessarily an alien, but more of like a, like a, like existed on another plane of existence. And he kind feeds of deal. on fear. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so the moments where, like, That's you got right, to see... That's right, like, there's different planes. Right. Yeah. The only moment that really got me scared-ish was when he pulls his jaw back so far that it kind of reminded me a little bit of Alien. I'm like, ah! Oh, uh, oh you're yeah. half expecting a xenomorph to pop out. Because we can see the eyes. And then, like, oh. you remember he pulled his, his mouth 
so wide that you saw like the starlights. Yeah. Um, I just thought about that scene in Beetlejuice. Oh they... yeah, where they pull the they pull their faces yeah. to try to scare yeah. the Maitlands. Right. So when I went to go see it, um, I actually went with Sarah. Uh, we were oh. both looking for people to go with, and Sarah actually apparently has like a, a clown fear. She has a um, little, little colorphobic. Let yes. me let me tell you, Sarah was a champ. Go Sarah. Like, I made her the offer. Like I got a solid, you know chunk of arm fat i was just like you know what if you need to like lean over and like stress ball that and like take a bite out of it (laughs) she she did not once she was a champ i think the one jump scare that got the both of us was when they're i mean spoilers people knew this they're 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 flipping through or the the picture slides oh, are oh that was when he and comes then, out and then that it, was yeah crazy. and then it pauses and the jumps out i do not do well with jump scares we don't have the audio anymore when i say why because of the velociraptor story mm. but like things jumping out of screens like that i don't fucking do mm. that's not what i yeah. enjoy in a that, film and the fact is like they were confined to a closed space yeah. and like they're just completely powerless and you as an audience member you cannot escape that claustrophobia like yeah. that was the definite feeling that i got from that particular scene yeah because there's no no escape you know I and mean, if anything the one i think like sort of redeeming factor about this that made it different from a lot of other horror movie tropes is that the kids ended up sticking together and they got through it together. They didn't yeah. split up. I mean, they did split up at certain other points. In yeah, the movie they didn't. They didn't you like all saw how it. fucking yeah. you know it turned out. Um, but they ended up together at the end, and that truly, ultimately, is how you know they won. Yeah. And I just thought that was such a fucking like just smart move on the filmmakers' behalf, and of course the storytelling because it's all Stephen King's yeah. idea. And yeah, I know there's a lot of talk about the fact that they didn't include a particularly sexually graphic mm-hmm. scene that was that's, in the book that's in the so film. That's so unnecessary, though. Because is that, you're right. Is it involving totally... Bev and her? Because the idea Bev and no. Bev at the end of the day knows that the only way that that, that Pennywise is not going to kill them is if they aren't innocent. So oh. if they lose their innocence, then they're safe. So like, there's... so she offered in the book mm-hmm. to have sex with all of the boys. Oh wow! Yeah, like Stephen King's justification for it is that it's supposed to kind of be like a coming of age novel too. But it's like you can depict that without four boys gangbanging their friends yeah. too. Yeah, and, and he even himself dark. regrets that scene. Yeah, because everybody like is so fixated on it too. Yeah. Um, see. Yeah. One of the other things, too, that... So, the two scariest moments in the movie for me were that that jump scare through mm. the screen, and then um, the... Oh, sorry, guys. That is um, literally... When we were talking about her, uh, Roxy's friend, Scotty, it's her new dog. Yeah. Who oh. is, so, if you hear him making noises, that's her dog who's yeah. just being... He covered. doesn't like clowns, either. It's oh, <laughs> okay. Are you okay, Scotty? I forget what the what the kid's name is. The the oh. new kid, the kind of chubby kid when he's in the oh, library. Yeah. Research- just the new kid. Yeah, when he's, when he's researching dairy... So, like, I, I, like, the one thing I cannot deal with is, like, when, when stuff, when you see stuff, like, happening to kids, um, that, like, is, is, like, non-preventable, and, like, when he's flipping through the books Mm -hmm. and he sees where there was, like, the explosion at the, at the Easter egg hunt, and it, it quick zooms in closer and closer onto this picture, and you see, like, a child's head that had been blown off in the tree Mm -hmm. and like that I felt physically ill. And then when he follows like the Easter eggs down to the basement, 
that was almost more scary for me than the clown coming through the screen in the garage was when, you know, the way that it appears to Mm -hmm. him is this very kind of jerky, burned, headless child and like you know body chasing him it's the the body but for me it was the very like jerky unnatural movement yeah where like a a jump scare will pass but like watching that i almost felt like viscerally ill it's just disturbing and i think it triggers something in us that's just kind of like you like internalize it almost you know because it's, it's so you can't not watch it yeah, it's yeah. like a train wreck. Um, I also felt the same way, more so based in reality, of how the bully was so brutal with the kids. Yeah. And and how he basically became, like, a complete sociopath. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, thank God, I, I hate to say, like, thank God he died, but, like, the way that his character, the direction that character was going was some terrifying yeah. shit. No, yeah, he was the only person who was, like, because it wasn't just like, even his friends were like, Jesus. Yeah. It wasn't just him being a bully. He was just like going through complete like, like mental... bully rage. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. He was going through a complete like psychopathic like rage evolution. Yeah. Like it, I felt like it was almost a calling or, or sort of like a callback to like the evolution of a serial killer. Yeah. And you could totally see the psychopathy just developing in this character in these like short scenes where you see him with his cop dad. Yeah. The only like, scene mm-hmm. that made me squirm is when he, spoilers. Yeah. Kills his father. When he kills his dad, right? Yeah. That shit was terrifying. Yeah. I said that probably scared me the most. And in, in all, all Well, that also, I can't scary. handle scenes of people bleeding out, especially in that situation. Yeah. Ugh, no. No. Yeah, well, you know, I, I would say, like, for all of the supernatural elements of this movie, the ones that were based in reality were probably, that, that really kind of got under your skin and really mm-hmm. just were disturbing to watch. Um, particularly, I think, the sort of, uh, callback to you know with Beverly and uh, the bathroom scene yeah I for some reason I thought about Nightmare on Elm Street interesting you know and you remember how when we talked about in the episode in Nightmare on Elm Street Brian where we talked about how there were so many um, uh, callbacks to puberty sexual awakening you know gender identity mm-hmm. just sexuality in general that whole scene in the bathroom for Beverly, I felt like was a sort of was speaking to her phobia about getting her period and how, you know, her burgeoning sexuality was obviously taunted and, and or not taunted, but um, that it was it was being stunted by her dad's abuse. Yeah, yeah. that and whole whatever like, her dad's abuse still was, daddy's even though girl. No, yeah, like, no. even though we don't explicitly know what he he has done to her, in my mind, I'm like, this is a girl yeah. that has obviously been like molested. That's but what not I was full thinking, on yeah. raped though, because she still had an element of of innocence about her. Sure. Otherwise, mm-hmm. Pennywise would not have gone for her. Right. So there's like parts of her that are still innocent enough. Yeah. And I think for her to be able to like face her fear about her, you know, impending puberty um, in the form of, you know, all that blood and all that. Because I mean, what girl who has gone through puberty hasn't been terrified of like, (laughs) you know, wearing white pants and having that unfortunate accident we've all been there the the interesting present company excluded brian the the interesting thing too is um, i don't know brian have your blood out of your (laughs) (laughs) i sure fucking hope not nope so i guess in the book um sarah was telling me this when we were discussing it after 
Um, in the book, um, her dad is more physically abusive. Like he beats her as, you know, you heard more people doing back when the book was written and right. it was based and stuff, Punitive you know, punishment you know very whatnot. corporal punishment yeah. way of, of punishing his daughter. Um, and I thought, yeah. it, you know, once she said that, I thought it was an interesting choice that instead of, you know, the physical, the very like physical beating the, they made the artistic choice of we're going to imply that this is more of a, a sexual abuse, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not, I don't know exactly why that choice was made, but I'm interested at, I, I'd be interested as to why I think, I guess I just, maybe because of that, you know, we, we almost feel like she's even more vulnerable. Well, they also but... wanted to play off of the chemistry between her and, uh, I keep forgetting Georgie's older brother's name, the one with the stutter, the main, the main boy. Bill? Bill, yeah. I think they wanted to play off of the chemistry between her and Bill because her through line throughout the film is that she's the town slut, according to all the other boys yeah. and all the right, which know, is none of it is true. School, right. Which none of it is true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I also feel like they also wanted to do a callback to Nightmare on Elm Street, where they wanted to add a theme of burgeoning sexuality and kids discovering themselves through puberty, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I think puberty is something that can is very scary for mm-hmm. a lot of kids. Yeah. Well, so I want to get your opinion on something, both of you. Mm-hmm. Both of you. <laughs> the scene when I think it's the chubby kid who's getting beaten up yeah. with a knife, and he's about to and be marked with a knife. Oh yeah, car. And the car drives by, and you see the red balloon in the back seat. <laughs> Some people think that was a shape shifted Pennywise because of the balloon, kind of like watching, but being yeah. not, but not like mm-hmm. making himself noticed. Some people think, no, those people are survivors from the last cycle. Uh, and they're kind of marked in a way and like because there's this theory of course that like the whole town knows about Pennywise but they've covered right. it up because they're the ones who survived basically yeah mm. I I don't know I, mm. I got the feeling it was more of a you know you're kind of being watched yeah. kind of thing okay. I think it's his calling card I, I get the feeling with this type of narrative yeah people like notice it happened but they weren't necessarily perceptive to it and the thing with all of the other years is things either happen to these kids they die or like they go missing Mm -hmm. or something too you don't necessarily you get the impression that there aren't necessarily quote-unquote survivors from Mm -hmm. the last time this happened because the town has the rep that a ton of people have died and has the highest per capita yeah yeah you you don't necessarily get the impression that there are are survivors that Mm -hmm. because then you know you would think maybe they would try to protect future generations from it who knows or unless they're like super shitty or it's kind of like with the freddy krueger legacy where remember in the um in that whole story all of the adults in the town uh knew that freddy krueger was spoilers molesting their kids and they knew that he was sexually abusing them that's why they locked him up and they burned him alive and that's why he haunts their children as adults. That's why he, that that was whole, like his whole thing about entering their nightmares. And there was a, a really good origins movie that came out a few years ago with Jackie Earl Haley, right? Um, who played which shows that Freddy. scene taking place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that could be kind of. I, I know I'm, I'm all like, oh, it's a callback to this, callback to that. But what modern horror movie doesn't pay homage to the classics? Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, you kind of have to. It's kind of a given. Well, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing original done, anymore. Done before. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Especially this is. And of itself, it is a remake. Right? So. Literally. 27 years later to the fact. That's actually kind of cool. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's Dude. brilliant. Oh, Isn't that shit, fucking great? really? Literally 27 years. Oh, I didn't years. know that. That's yeah. dope. Dude, Genius. right? 
Seriously. So if they Wait, wanted the, to kind I, of I throw the in the idea, I the miniseries came out in the eighties. No, it came out in the nineties. It came out in nineteen ninety. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. I know. It will. It was in development throughout the eighties. Oh okay. Yeah, but anyway, there is this idea that maybe Brian, that theory has some truth to it in the sense that this town does is marred by a lot of shame and is marred by a legacy and reputation, and there could very well be survivors, which. In what case could make the next movie that much more compelling? Because maybe there could be like a helper. Maybe there could be an elder in the town who holds some, you know, uh, some answers. Sure. And who could be an ally to these, you know. Well, they're going to be adults in the next one. Right. And to be fair, like, I don't know if any of us have read the book. So, um, or Gina, are you? I, I have not. Um, I, I knew about some of it uh, because I did talk with Sarah afterward okay. and she is currently reading the book. Yeah. Even my mom is a huge fan of Stephen King. Okay. Never read it. Yeah. So. Well, let's hold on to uh, seeing what our answers, what's in store for, for the next one. Because I'm definitely yeah. excited for the next one for sure. Yeah. I think, I think my, my thought on that would just be, I figured it was a manifestation, like a quick manifestation of Pennywise because he does feed on fear yeah and you know poor new kid that's probably one of like the moments he's been the most afraid in his life when three dudes twice his size literally pull a switchblade on him and are going to jam it into him yeah and I think that's I think that's why Terrifying. I figured it was Pennywise in some way yeah. because that is a major major source of fear there are some pretty fucking hilarious moments though in this movie <laughs> i felt like they balanced out the humor pretty damn well the beats for the humor were kind of just geniusly placed mm -hmm. and i actually found myself laughing out loud like in the theater mm -hmm. because it was such a relief in certain moments you know like the fucking scene where eddie is like running away and he sees pennywise out in the bushes and pennywise is like chewing on a severed arm and he like takes a severed arm and waves at eddie with oh, the severed yeah. arm <laughs> It's, like, it's, like, it's darkly funny. There's a meme out there, or a, a, a gif set out there right now, where it's Forrest Gump waving from his ship, and he's just doing right, his Forrest it's... Gump oh, wave, no. and then it cuts to Pennywise waving back at him. I have, I've also seen all of the ones of uh, Pennywise <laughs> dancing in oh, front yeah. of, like, different backgrounds. That's so fucking good. It's just, oh, it's so... It's Creepy. Just, yeah. Oh, fodder for the internet. God yeah. bless it. So, no, like, genuinely there's like some pop culture shit in there hello yeah um i think scotty wants to talk a little bit about it you know <laughs> scotty boy do you have anything to say about it no well then shut the fuck up <laughs> well there you Sorry. have it okay really quickly can i say everyone should go watch big mouth on netflix sure because it's awesome it's nick kroll and john mulaney Oh, and sweet. It's an animated series about puberty. Speaking of coming of age and sexuality, this is basically the like animated comedy for adult version of of it without scary clowns and severed hands and third, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's hilarious and I'm loving it. So everyone should go watch it. Sweet. It's called Big Mouth? Yes. Okay. And it just came out on Netflix. I'll have to check that Fantastic. out. Fantastic. Do it. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> I love John Mulaney. He's a cutie. He's hilarious. And so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> they're they're both hilarious. The two of them together. Have you ever seen Oh Hello? No, I haven't. I need to though. Uh, or or too much tuna fish is their Broadway show. <laughs> too much tuna. <laughs> oh hello. <laughs> no, that's one that I've been meaning to watch. I just I I have I need the need the time to do it. Okay. No. No. Wait. <laughs> hey Brian, should we get to some feedback? I think we should. Let's do it. Sweet. Listener feedback. Yeah. All right. So we got a ton. We got a ton of feedback. We got our backs fed. Thank you guys so much. So how about we kind of start off with a pretty special one? Should we start off with a reading? One from everyone's favorite Australian boyfriend, Tom. Oh, Whitney. absolutely. May I do okay. the honors? Yes. Because, okay. Tom, we love you. I love you most of all, but we love you. <laughs> <laughs> but Roxy really hey, loves you. Any, 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 any boy from Down Under can get down under on you. Thank you. Yes. Indeed. Nail it. Um, Nail so it. <laughs> I will read. So. Tom reached out to us. First off, he was one of our earliest people to ever give us feedback. So mm. just throwing that out there. Uh, he mostly communicates with us now through our Facebook page. He and used through. to email us in in the past. Yeah. Um, and he sent us this very long, beautiful letter um, through there. And I gave him a response, which I will also share. So he says this. It being September, it has now been five years since the first episode of Nerds on Film. And I wanted to write a letter of appreciation for all the entertainment you've given me during that time. This obviously extends to the great repeat guests such as Mr. Kevin Sue, Sue Sutorius, <laughs> Robert Bamfleck Nightcrawler, uh, I appear, Kinsella, <laughs> Kinsella, sorry, uh, and Eric Brickmont bringing his Star Trek chops and former host Dave McGuire. I miss you, Dave. <laughs> um, I added the, the I added the whisper for interpretive. For uh, effect, Brian. Effect. Really, really, Brian. God damn it, Moriarty. <laughs> Um, a large Neuronomy fan hug extends to the newest host, Damn Gina, uh, who I've loved since her first appearance on episode Damn Gina Part 1, The Loader Encyclopedia. <laughs> the Loader. Uh, I'm a huge Loader fan, and she freaking nailed the lament for Theodred. Oh, Everybody you, go Tom. back and listen to that episode right fucking now. Indeed. Listen to that, because it's um, gorgeous. It'll change your life. <laughs> Obviously, I have mad nerd love for the other four hosts. The most talked over person in nerd- nerdonomy history, Sarah Ashley. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. I love you. Without her, who else would have kept Mr. Gravitas himself in check? <laughs> uh, I generally disagreed with the Catholic Moriarty the most. But in the process, Brian caused me to question my opinions more critically. And I'm ecstatic for him that he has his own students now. Uh, my Persian homegirl, Roxy, tickles Sad. my funny bone like nobody's business. Oh, you want baby. her to tickle a different bone? I can tickle all the bones you need me to, baby. <laughs> I'm right here for you. I'm very supportive and gentle. Uh, <laughs> it's enlightening getting her perspective on movies like Wonder Woman. Is it, though? <laughs> and I love that you guys kept the gender balance continuing on. Yay. I want to apologize for Sean somehow getting access to the worst thoughts in my brain <laughs> and repeating them to you. Shout out to the man from Colorado for making anyone and everyone else on the podcast squirm. <laughs> Looking back at, to the early episodes, there were a couple of things Brian said about film and uh, at the point of the podcast that still ring true. On visiting cinema, you go partly for the movies, but you also go for how your friends react. And the whole point of why the podcast exists 
The same reason anyone talks about movies, we enjoy it, there's a discussion that comes out of it. There was an addition to the cold opens, subsequent Sarah segues, and <laughs> the introduction of the new permanent hosts and the frequently required Akbar safe word. <laughs> However, although the show became more flowing and you all hit your critical and comedic strides, Aww. the main purpose of the show stayed the same. It was to sit around, talking to your friends, and having good conversations and seeing how they would react. I discovered the show looking for discussions about The Dark Knight Rises. That was our first episode, by the wow. way. Uh, and stayed because it felt like hanging out with a couple of mates, chewing the fat. Oh! Inadvertently, you have all been great one-way friends for me this half decade. And... Ooh, okay. And I can't thank you enough for the thoughts and discussions you've inspired. The fortnightly installment of NOF has turned into a pagan holiday of films... <laughs> 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 No, I love it. I love it. Noth. We must make alms. We must make our reach a uh, fortnightly sacrifice to the god Noth. <laughs> um, uh, turn into a pagan holiday of film appreciation for me. Uh, I had written this up for you guys last week, but I know how Brian feels about late August releases. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it! That's oh, genius. so good. Um, be, I want you inside of me right fucking now. So. <laughs> I you will see genius. you. Max I will. going to need a plus one for Brian's wedding. Jesus Christ. Um, so I'll see you at the snack shack getting fat. Uh, I'll keep spreading the word of nerd like a bird turd. And I and until we meet again, stay nerdy. I will tune into your next podcast. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. See ya. That's where the death creatures live. So from where the death creatures live. Tom Whippy, that was the name of our no. um of our two parts. Brian, you missed the last Australia. part. He literally says see ya, bye, and laters. Yeah, he, he does see ya, bye, laters. He, he did our, our our closing, yeah. He got all of our our calls and our closing. Ugh, Tom Guys, this I, is so sweet. So oh sweet. My God. I teared up. I mean I tear up at everything, but I tear <laughs> I teared up at this. Um wow. Tom, thank you so much. I gave you kind of a funny response on the Facebook page because I was trying to keep it classy and um, <laughs> feign not being hurt by the gravitas comment. Um, <laughs> my ego was only slightly bruised. My ego was just a little bit bruised. Um, however, I do want to say, I do want to share what I said because I think it's pretty funny. Um, Tom, thank you. This was a fantastic letter, okay? Yeah. And it will be most assuredly in our October episode, which it is. As well as in my book that I'm writing called The Sacrosanct Verisimilitude <laughs> of My Gravitas Vis-a-Vis an Ipto Facto Jaunt into My Psyche, Mea Culpa, <laughs> by Brian Moriarty. <laughs> Genius. Uh, his response was, put one of those on pre-order for me, please. And uh, sorry, I spelled your name wrong because he said it I-A-N. <laughs> you are by far the best fan. Oh my god. Oh. I think uh, Athena and Brett have some competition. <laughs> um, guys, I want to shout out just all of our listeners down under because first off, when we heard we had a listener in Australia, um, it was just like mind-blowing that like someone across the world from us was literally listening to our show. Um, I also need to shout out Stephen Vella. Um, who was also, since we said Tom Whitby's full name, Stephen Vella, also one of our early Australian listeners, nice. um, who I don't know if he still listens to the show or not, because he, he hasn't written us in quite some time. That's okay. It but, takes a while to get to Australia. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what? I would know. I've been there. No. I've well, been have, there. I have been to Australia. It's a beautiful, um, beautiful country. I am going to shut up now, because I want to have 
someone else read a yeah. piece of feedback. So, Roxy, why don't you take it? Um, actually, I kind of want to give this one to Gina because oh. this is from our guy, our from, favorite doctor. From Dr. Andy? Andy? Dr. Andy! Ah! Boy, he's okay. Back. Okay. Andy also sent me a video of someone totally reading Harry Potter but replacing wand with penis, and he <laughs> he sent it to me and was like, "Where have I?" He was like, "I was wondering where I'd heard this before." Oh, right, you did it on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Doctor Andy, you read Andy's? searching yes, for the Elder Wang. Yes. Oh my god, I love that. Subject is it's Andy again. <laughs> Oh, hey guys, so I just finished listening to the high school episode, and I have to say, I need to be a little more selective about where I listen to you guys. <laughs> I just, I got to the part about my feedback and was on the treadmill at the gym. <laughs> Definitely nearly tripped over myself and fell face first into the conveyor belt below. Oh, Jesus LOL. Christ. I think I also snorted a little bit in the process. <laughs> I've always been an accident-prone human being growing up, but I think you guys definitely have it out for me. Oh my god. Update on my esophagus. It is healed pretty well i could definitely feel a tickle while laughing at this latest episode roxy you should definitely post our prom photo because we looked damn good <gasps> okay also fine. i realized halfway through my feedback i forgot to give a shout out to the mo bros you mm. guys are hilarious and i love the polar oppositeness spelling between you guys <laughs> also brian pretty sure we might have worked together for a short while waiting tables at chili's so not trying to be a creeper oh, right now shit. anyway thanks for making me laugh and for almost injuring me with this episode we did the show is we, awesome, and I usually can't wait to listen to the newest episodes. Okay, oh, so, Dr. Andy, you're so the best. Andy, I, I, I love the fact love that it. instead of, like, reaching out to me over Facebook, we're going to have this correspondence over the podcast. So, Andy, <laughs> what Chili's did you work at? Because I worked at two, and I worked with a lot of people. I do remember you. I do remember your oh face. I just need to remember which Andy. store you worked, worked at. worked at the one over by on uh, Blossom Hill, the one that's by, like, the World no. Market and the Toys R Us Gina, let's let him Oh, oh yeah. okay. My so, bad. <laughs> by, so, no, okay, so by the time I was working at that Chili's, I was only waiting on weekends. That's why I... I Mm. only remember like let's, I was only there two let's let, 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 let's let okay Andy we'll let uh, Andy confirm you though. need to give us a good like Chili's lurking story a time mm. where you made eye contact with said Mobro and you well, guys if he if he maintained eye contact I was in much better shape then I wouldn't blame him <laughs> <All opinion. laughs> um, I don't know okay hey oh there's a part two though oh there is yeah oh, shit. he says uh forgot to ask here that's the second one. forgot to add one more thing I've always been a fan of cheesy comedies, and I was wondering if any of you guys were excited about the new Kingsman movie coming soon. I yes. really enjoyed the first one, and I can't wait to watch this new one. Thanks again, Andy. Yeah, I'm disappointed that we haven't been able to go see it yet, but yes, I absolutely am excited, and I really want to see it before it leaves Sean theaters. Sean already saw seen it, it and yeah. he has a lot to say about yeah, it. Yeah, he, so. I think so he, you'll, positive you'll, things, though. You'll hear from Sean eventually about yeah. that. Totally, totally. Totally. Okay, um, I want to just say a few Twitter shoutouts. This is from at HoldingMid91. At Nerdonomy, I just wanted to, uh, to thank the nerds for reminding me how amazing film can be. Thank you all so much. I Aww. love you guys. And then one more Twitter shout out is from um, at Tala underscore Beverly. At Nerdonomy, how about the return of the king and I or the princess bridesmaids? Hashtag bad movie mashups. Oh Hashtag gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> Gymnastics is a thing now. I can't believe it's a thing now. It's a thing. I, I love, love it. it. I, I it. love it. You cannot, you cannot, <laughs> sometimes you just can't plan social media brilliance. I know, just we go so fast sometimes with this. Thank um, you guys so much for the feedback. Yeah. Incredible, incredible. Absolutely. Writing in. And yeah. please keep sending us bad movie mashups because Sean and I have compiled a list of about 30 films. Oh boy. And we've oh all agreed God. on. I created a monster. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll share a couple with you. Oh, Jesus. Stuck in the gyms. 
<laughs> a couple of gems. Um, so Sean and I had to do a... We were just going back and forth, and we had to come up with a list of five okay. that the up opposite person would then pick as their favorite, and then Vanessa oh, had to pick as the absolute favorite. Okay? <laughs> okay, just a few. So this was Sean's. Sean's, okay? Okay. Uh, the Life Aquatic with Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo, and, uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School of Rock. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Little Barbershop of Horrors. <laughs> The Last Temptation of the Mohicans. <laughs> oh my god! I could see James A. Lewis actually going into that. That'd be great. That's and amazing. Divine Secrets of the Yaha, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Sisterhood <laughs> of the Traveling Pants. So my favorite of his was The Life Aquatic with Steve Jobs. That's genius. In, in that one is Steve Jobs played by a very sexy Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh. <gasps> Touche. Did you hear that? I just, I think I heard my uterus start to rumble. Oh, real excited oh, for my, Thor Ragnarok, guys. My ovaries are getting warmed mm. up and ready to rumble. Um, I only <laughs> could come up with four. Sean Hagen with five. I came up with four. Okay. Um, four Brothers, Where Art Thou? <laughs> Most people forget the Four Brothers movie. It was the Mark Wahlberg, their adopted mom got oh, killed. with Garrett uh, Hedlund. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Four Brothers, Where Art Thou? Uh-huh. Three Musketeers and a Baby. <laughs> this one was the one where like, I chuckled like, I'm so going to hell. Oh and Frank, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh my god Hot and the one here. that was sean's favorite and technically it's kind of Vanessa's favorite it happened one night at the roxbury <laughs> that is bad so, if you would like to send us more amazing movie mashups we want to do a whole episode where we do nothing but p- take these bad ideas yes. and have to pitch, pitch a movie them. about what these are okay please send them to us tweet them at us write them on our facebook page email them to us fucking just call us we still have our phone number don't we um we do still have the phone number unfortunately skype has changed their rules about the custom voicemail greeting we had so it's just oh. a standard voicemail greeting but yes it does still work fucking you can call still us. give us a voicemail um other thing i want to say stuff if yeah. you are looking if you are shy for inspiration go by this one since it's october Abbott and Costello meet the fockers there you go oh, that's a good God. example to start with so God, um that's horrible they're all they're not they're they're not supposed to be good (laughs) they're supposed to be why would anyone ever make that well how else brian can people reach us oh i have to do the feedback or speech crap okay (laughs) i'm sure not gonna fucking do it (laughs) well listeners if you want to be a feedbacker what you can do is you can open up your mobile computer and go to neuronomy.com and click on that talk to us link which will send us all an email directly to our inboxes if you are on the social media interwebs you may hit us up on our facebook page our twitter page and our instagram page just google us and uh look for neuronomy i guarantee you'll find us by the way, while you are at nerdonomy.com, you might want to buy us, a, you know, a, buy a t-shirt for yourself. Get your merch. Um, or, you no, know, send us a little money. Like, hit that donate button. We like money. Money, um, money, 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 money. Any contribution you make helps to upkeeping Nerdonomy. We do not make money off of this as a means of supporting ourselves. Clearly, no. we all have day jobs. Um, <laughs> but we do it so because we like to keep doing this, and we want to be able to keep doing this for years to come. Oh, we love the it. The most important thing you can do is spread the word of nerd like a bird turd, because, like I said... We love our listeners. We love Tom. We love Stephen. We love we our love listener. Andy. Yeah. We love our listener in Thailand, Vincent. Oh um, my God, Vincent! Who was in the eventually, who eventually? Sorry, he was originally in Paris. Now he's in Thailand. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Though. Vincent from Chiang Mai. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yes, and uh, it is that time, nerds. So until we meet again, stay nerdy. Tune into our next exciting, very Halloween themed episode. <laughs> Same <nerd> time. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Later. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Tasty, tasty, beautiful fear. <laughs> no. Creepy. No. Creepy, All creepy, bad. Creepy, 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 All creepy. bad. Uh. I'm going to go shower with steel wool now. <laughs>